0: Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September twenty second, two 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host on this Sunday afternoon. I hope that you are having a delightful Sabbath and uh, enjoying uh, your radio. W Is it W? MPB? Is there a W in front of W-M-P-N. Well, it's different in different parts of the state. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. It's MPB, Think Radio. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're tuned in. Thanks for joining us. Um, my guest today is uh, John Howell. John is a Jackson-based teacher and actor. Welcome, John. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, John and I decided that we've done this before. I don't know I, when. Yeah. Some years ago. Yeah. But... Uh, it, anything worth doing is worth repeating again, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so anyway, welcome back. Thank you. It's to the to Arts Hour. I appreciate it. <laughs> John and I have known each other uh, for a long time. Uh, you've lived in Jackson how long? Um, 25 years. 25 years. Uh-huh. Grew up? In
1: Philadelphia, Mississippi. Oh, boy. Well, that's where my family is from, and I come from a very artsy family. I was surrounded by the arts growing up. Tell us about your family well, and my surrounding. My mother is a, an artist. Uh, she's uh I think holds the record for winning the most uh, first prizes at the Mississippi uh, Art Colony. Uh-huh. Uh, she started going back in the 50s, back when it started. Wow. Uh, back
0: with... Uh, back at Allison Wells. Allison you know, Wells. All things. those years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, with, um uh, trying to think, Marie Hull uh-huh. and uh-huh. Carl uh, Wolf mm-hmm. and... Mildred Wolfe, and all those people were members of of the original. Right, right. Uh She's spoken about
1: that. And uh, she's still living in Philadelphia. And so I was exposed to visual art through Mm -hmm. her. And uh, then uh, my father, who passed away uh, just over a year ago, was a huge patron of the arts, loved everything about the arts, never was an artist himself exactly, but I think he was... uh, secretly wanted to be a performer. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a musician. He loved music, uh, but didn't dedicate his life to it like a lot of other people around him did. Uh, and he encouraged his children to, to study music and, and play music. And and all of them did. And uh, so I have a, a brother who's a musician. Uh, uh, who, uh, he's uh, actually got his uh, uh, master's in Ethnomusicology yeah. uh, and is now the director of the uh, uh, museum at uh, Winterville.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, yeah of course. That's he Mark is. Howell. Yeah, and Mark, the... your brother. He he played with George Cartwright right. in that group uh, uh-huh. for years. Uh, Bruce Golden. That's right. That's right. Uh, Evan Gallagher. Yes. Uh-huh. Curlew, all of those yes. bands. Yes, right. Mark was the guitar player. Yes, uh huh. Exactly. Okay. Uh-huh. And he currently is the director, the director of Winterville. Winterville. Mm hmm. Uh, which is going through a massive renovation? Are they not? I
1: believe so. Yeah, because they had a, a lot of damage from the um, from the rains. Right. Uh, yeah. I guess it was last summer. And yeah. And and one of the mounds was uh, eroded through through the rain, and so they've been uh, repairing that.
0: And and in the collection there uh, at Winterville, because of your brother's interest, there's not only. The Native American stuff, but he collects ancient instruments. Of, so he has all these different instruments that he yeah. displays. Well, that that is the field that he yeah. wound up uh, being an expert in. Wow, interestingly enough. Did you ever have a family band with your dad and
1: your brother? N- and not exactly. Well, you know, they they always did play music. My sister is a musician. My other brother's a a drummer. Um, uh, my sister Sean's a, a great musician, piano, flute, and a dancer, and um, yeah, they all played together. No, not me. I was not a member of the band. I, oh, okay. I'm the least musical person in the family. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, they did sort of uh, have, a, have, a, have a little band. Yeah, I have right. a little, little band when
0: I was growing up. But, but you you veered uh, toward the visual arts and well, the performing
1: arts. Performing arts, mainly uh, uh-huh. theater and uh, writing, mm-hmm. uh, is what interested me uh, as a kid and and still does. And, and and like I said, my dad I think would would love to have been an actor. He was mm-hmm. a, he was a great storyteller, very funny guy, um, and he could he could play a character. Uh, I think that's something he would have enjoyed. And he loved coming to the theater and watching performances.
0: What did your dad do professionally?
1: He was a construction. Uh, he was in the construction business. His father had his construction company in Philadelphia, and uh, he uh, inherited that company. And then when that company. Uh, Failed in the seventies, he
0: mm.
1: went on and and found other construction jobs as he could, and you know uh, had to struggle for a while to to find something here and there. But that was the business he was in throughout. Built buildings all over the state, everywhere we went, go he would He'd say, say I, "I built that hotel, I, I built worked that on that, church. I, worked I built on that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah." Wherever we went, so yeah.
0: Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Now, when uh, you grew up in Philadelphia, yes. Did, did you know
1: Marty Stewart? Was he well my my brother and sister know Marty Stewart. Okay. They went to uh, uh, high school with him, right. and uh, so that was their that was their, their generation, not okay. mine. But yeah, and they're still. Uh, my sister uh, has actually uh, recently uh, been in touch with him on, is... on occasion. He's doing a lot in Philadelphia right he now. He is. He's working on he's, something. And he's, big. he's
0: working on his. <laughs> New World Congress of Country Music, he yeah. calls it. His right. his vast collection that he's been collecting since he was 16, mm-hmm. the largest collection of country music, memorabilia, keepsakes, um, papers, and objects, I think, in the country. Right. It's been in so Nashville for a long time, but it's en route to Philadelphia. Yeah. Downtown. It's, exciting. it's very exciting. <laughs> Uh, so, what school did you did you go to? Uh, the city
1: school, Philadelphia
0: Elementary and Philadelphia High School. Okay. And uh, this is a curiosity of mine. What was your relationship with the Choctaw Nation in that time period? Well, my mother taught at Choctaw schools, mm-hmm. um,
1: several of them. Uh, when I was in high school, she was teaching at Tucker, which is right outside of Philadelphia. And um, my dad worked at Chata, the uh, Choctaw Construction Company, at one point in oh. the... I think it was the 80s and into the 90s. Uh,
0: can't remember exactly yeah. the dates. So it was but, a very... But, uh, uh, it was a community. There was a, an integration of, of all the cultures there. I know it yeah, had not always been true. that way. That's true. hasn't always been that way. Yeah. Right? They're
1: all there. They're all represented,
0: whether right. they... Uh, interrelate. So they have so their much. separate schools, separate government. Right. But uh, it's interesting. I met recently with the economic developer of the Choctaw Nation about some big artistic ideas that they mm-hmm. have. And I, I think it's really, really good. And once upon a time, we were thinking about putting a music. Marty Stewart and myself and Jim Brewer and Marty Gamblin were all working on this big idea to build a, a Mississippi music museum on Choctaw land uh, oh. uh, at the in Philadelphia, but we ultimately decided not to. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Just anyway, so after after Choctaw High, or where did you go? You mean Philadelphia High? Philadelphia. Oh, High. I went to uh,
1: Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Uh huh. Acted? And, and acting. I, yeah, I studied. Well, I got a, a degree in English and theater, and then went back later and got a master's in English, all at State. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then came to Jackson, and then ultimately came to Jackson and got married, and mm-hmm. that was all twenty-five years ago. And when I first came here, I started out as an intern at New Stage Theatre, an acting intern. So I wor- I did that two years in a row. And then there was this transition where Francine Thomas, who is now Francine Reynolds, the director of New Stage, she was the education director when I was an mm-hmm. intern. Um, when she was leaving that position, um, I stepped into it for a year. So I was education director there for one year. Mm-hmm. And then after that... I ultimately went to Casey Elementary, where uh, you where I am
0: now. Yeah, ever since. Uh-huh. And you're um, you're our uh, liaison with the Mississippi Arts Commission's Whole Schools Initiative program. That's right. Which you've been how long at Casey? That's long? been twenty years. 20 and years. I'm I
1: was realizing, you know, Whole Schools we're going next week to the to the uh, annual Whole School Summer Institute,
0: and this is the twentieth one. And I've been to all twenty, or wow. I will
1: have been to all twenty.
0: Wow. We need to interview you. We're trying to actually, we're trying to do a little history of whole schools Mm -hmm. and Charlotte's been working on it. And uh, so we need to, we'll we'll get an interview. She hasn't interviewed you, has she? No, not yet. Okay. So that's great. So uh, why don't you explain for our listeners uh, what whole schools is? Mm -hmm. I mean, they they get tired of hearing it from me because (laughs) it's what I do for a living, but uh, you're a a practitioner and a grantee Uh and a partner. How how do you perceive it as representing the school?
1: Well, a whole school, as I understand it, is a school that uses the arts as a fundamental part of a student's education, where it starts at the very beginning. Uh, starting in kindergarten, they're learning what the uh, discipline, the arts disciplines are mm-hmm. and what the, uh, the fundamental elements of those disciplines are, but they're not learning them just for their own sake. They're learning them to help them with their academic studies. Right. So it's all dovetailed together.
0: And uh, we call it integration integration arts right. integration right. Where, and one of the primary focuses of whole schools throughout this throughout these years has been uh, responding to the gradual elimination of uh, art specialists in the schools and as they're eliminated we try to step in and say let us arm the classroom teachers the history teachers the math teachers the science teachers with enough, comfort in the arts to be able to integrate a lesson, right? because you may or may not have an art specialist. And if you do right. have an art specialist, that's even better. Right, exactly. Because at your school, you actually do. We do. We are fortunate in that. So
1: we have yeah, specialists in music and uh, visual art, myself uh, to do drama, and then we have a part-time dance teacher.
0: And Casey, even on their sign, say, says it's education through the arts. That's right. And uh, it's sort of the JPS model of, 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 whole the, schools. of the smaller, uh, of the elementary model. And then they mm-hmm. have the performing arts high school in JPS, right. right? Right,
1: Well, Power APAC, which starts in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth okay. grade through high school. But it's kind of a different um, concept because there the emphasis is on the art form itself and not on integration.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But inside mm-hmm. of JPS. Right. There, there are these different models. Right. Great. So, John Howell and I are going to take a break. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today. I am also your director of the Mississippi Arts Commission and have been in that position two years. uh, In my second tenure, my first tenure was seven years. And I bet you're getting tired of me, aren't you? But I'm still there. Uh, we're in the studio with John Howell. John, welcome back. Thanks. Kevin Farrell is here, our producer. We always appreciate him. And I always check out his shoes. He's got on some wild socks, some green striped socks, but usually with an orange shirt or pink shirt. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate what you do, Kevin. We're always happy to have you here to produce and keep us out of the ditches. He's also our spiritual advisor. We don't We don't often talk enough about that. <laughs> But uh, John Howell is here. He's our guest. John Howell is Jackson-based teacher and actor. John teaches at Casey Elementary School, where he says he has been for... Uh, 22 years now at Casey. Uh But prior to Casey, uh, he worked full-time at New Stage Theater and still has a an association with New Stage. I know you act there. Yes. You do some screenwriting, right, a little bit? Uh,
1: I've done some playwriting. Playwriting. Uh-huh. Sorry, no screen. It's the, plays. Uh, I, I used to do screenwriting when I
0: was oh, uh, you? much younger. Didn't go anywhere, though. Well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, uh, to our listeners who aren't as familiar as you and I are, with New Stage Theater and uh, Mississippi's only equity professional theater. Okay. Uh, and been there for how long? Well, the theater just celebrated its fiftieth
1: anniversary. Was it last year? So it's either fifty-one or fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, fifty-one years now. Um, So yeah, wasn't always called New Stage, was it? Didn't
0: it have another name?
1: (sighs) Yes, I. but, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't was, know. That was before I don't know time. the early days. <laughs> <laughs> You're not <laughs> that old. It used old. to be in a, in a different building, too, it an was, old church. That's right. And uh, I never saw Jack that.
0: Stevens was here. He'd tell us. Yes, he would. He would now. <laughs> uh, but I know Eudora Welty was involved early mm-hmm. on with the support of and the, right uh, encouraging the theater to happen. Right. Uh, and they
1: uh, still have a... Uh, uh, a series of, of new play readings that are uh, right. done in her honor with her it's name. Which you're involved with, right? I have been. I have, I have been. done those okay. in the
0: past. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Patty Carr Black was always really involved. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the people back in the older days. I arrived here in 1970. John Maxwell. John, was John Maxwell. Was there. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, and many others. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, what is your current association affiliation with the, with the theater?
1: Well, I... Uh, once in a while, I get to uh, audition and be a guest artist there, and I think that's the most fun way to work <laughs> at New Stage Theaters to right. come in and do a show with them. Uh, so I've done two of them in the past season, and that was a lot of fun. That's more than I usually get to do in a year. So and
0: how do you how do you have time to do two of those and teach full time?
1: <laughs> well, it's a little difficult, but uh, you know the the rehearsing is at night. You right. know, it's. Uh, the rehearsal process for a new stage show is three weeks, and uh, it's usually uh, around five hours a day. And mm-hmm. Now, for the lead actors, many of whom come from out of town, sure. many of whom you know m- might come from New York or whatever, they might rehearse a lot longer and, and you know rehearse earlier in the day. But the, those of us who live here locally and have other jobs, we usually uh, start around four or five o'clock whenever we're available, and then rehearse till. 10 or 10.30 at night, what you know, depending on the schedule. And uh, so then the last weekend of rehearsals is the big crunch. Then you have uh, uh, an eight-hour day and a 10-hour day, and you, you know, put all the pieces together, the tech rehearsal, the, the dress rehearsal, and all the elements that come together.
0: What was the last production you were in? I was just stage? in
1: Shakespeare in Love, right, which is the show they did right before Sister Act, which is what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. And before that, and before that, at the beginning of the season, I was in, and then there were none. The Agatha Christie play that they did.
0: What would you say is the number of productions that you've been involved in? You know, I was at trying to figure stage. that
1: out. Um, I, it's at least thirty wow. uh, at New Stage, yeah.
0: Wow, uh, on maybe. stage or just some? Yeah, on stage. Yeah, you know,
1: on the main stage. Yeah, you know.
0: wow. Mm-hmm. Have you performed in other
1: arenas? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Sure. I mean, well, at New Stage, they have you know they have their um, warehouse Theater as well, where they do a lot of their um, unframed series. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I, Diana, we started a theater group about 15 years ago, a community theater called Fondren Theater Workshop. Right. So we've done shows all over Jackson, and in fact, outside of Jackson as well. Um, we don't have a home theater. We've, you know, we, we we call ourselves a gypsy theater. We go around to different venues whatever is available and appropriate for the given show. And so I've performed lots of places with, with Fondren theater workshop shows.
0: And how would uh, someone learn more about Fondren
1: theater? Well, Workshops? we have a website. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, theater, theater spelled with an R E. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get on that. There's a Facebook page as well. I don't, honestly do know a whole lot about, the, uh, I bet if
0: you just about Googled, the social media part. I bet but, if you just you know, Googled. But, but Diana fondering, does. Fondering theater, theater Workshop. workshop mm-hmm. You'd get all the information. Yeah. So so you're an English major yes. and, and an actor yes, and a teacher. Why do we sometimes spell theater E-R and sometimes R-E? I'm not really sure, uh, but <laughs> I've those of us in
1: theater feel that R-E is the correct spelling. I think right. most of us have that feeling. I think theater with an R-E... Is is the what we feel is the uh, performance part of it, where you you do plays on stage, whereas with an ER that,
0: that's more like a building? movie
1: theater, you know. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Mm-hmm.
0: oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I always spell it R E, but I think that's because I've worked in yeah. the arts so long, I've just sort of picked up on it. It, it. it seems to be the preferred spelling. So, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so. Um, do you, you you've messed around a little bit with uh, playwriting too, right? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Talk uh, talk to us a little bit about that process and yeah. how one can participate in playwriting in Mississippi. Wow, well, uh, I wish I could give
1: good advice about that. I've never, I mean, with Fondren Theater Workshop, I have had plays produced because it's our group. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, I haven't I haven't done a lot with playwriting. Although I know a lot of people who have. Um, We've done different things with, with uh, uh, people who want to start writing plays. Something that we did we for several years in a row, and we need to do it again, is something called the 10-Minute Play yes, Festival. Yes, I've, I've seen those. Yeah, uh, that's a, it, it's a really fun exercise. And, and the way it normally works is you get a bunch of people together on one night, and some of them are, are volunteering to be actors, some volunteering to be directors, and some volunteering to be writers. And... Um, And there are all kinds of different parameters that may come into it. You might bring a prop, and uh, the prop has to be incorporated into the play somehow. But whatever it is, the writers are – that night, they meet their actors. They're assigned their actors, and they're assigned their director. And they have to go home overnight and write a play that Mm -hmm. involves those people and and is right for those people, yeah. And then they bring it in the next day. The actors get it. They rehearse it all day, and they perform it that night. And wow. it's, a, it's a fun, fun way to get to, to for people who aren't uh, comfortable with being uh, uh, with acting or writing or directing. It's a good way to do it for the first time.
0: Right. You know, well, are you involved in the Mississippi Theater Association? Association? We have
1: done a little bit with them, not uh-huh. a whole lot right. uh, uh, from time to time. We have it's a great organization um, for both educational theater and community theater um, and again, I know lots and lots of people who participate in it. Good friends with Stephen Canetto, who for years was the director.
0: And he's at Mississippi State uh, he now, is, working he in, the,
1: under, the in the library? Mm-hmm. And see, we studied under his father. Diane and I were students of his father's in, in the theater program. At
0: Mississippi State? At Mississippi State, yeah, oh, Dominic okay. Canetto.
1: So uh, we've had an association with MTA for a, a long time. We haven't done taken a lot of productions there. But we have friends who uh, participate in... The playwriting contest that they do every year, and that's a good thing to get involved mm-hmm. in if you're if you're wanting to write a play and see what might come of it. You could uh, submit it to the MTA playwriting competition. Gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, as an actor and as a teacher, how is it different, uh, say, performing at New Stage versus teaching theater to elementary kids? To kids. Um, yeah. Well.
1: Um, with teaching kids, I mean, it's it's the fundamentals. Um, you, know, you know, I start with first graders. And uh, a lot of the things that I teach them are things that I've learned at whole schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, things about how to introduce theater to kids. And it's a lot of it's about learning how to work together and respect one another and listen to each other's ideas and cooperate. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We, we spend a lot of time on that before we even really get to acting. Um, but... Uh, what what I what I like to do is eventually get them to a place where they can feel comfortable with interpreting uh, something that's a, a little more advanced. So our fifth graders do uh, Shakespeare plays, but mm. it's you know it's a certain it's a uh, a streamlined version of a Shakespeare play, you know, made made uh-huh. uh, appropriate for that that age level.
0: I think the last time I visited Casey uh, on our whole school's um Survey or model, whatever we call those trips that we make through. Uh You were teaching iambic pentameter. Oh, yes. Uh To the kids. To the fifth graders. (laughs) Yeah, right. right.
1: (laughs) They had had done a Shakespeare play, so they were familiar with some of that and Uh some of that language, but they didn't realize that there was a rhythm to it, so we were talking about that.
0: You told the story that day that I remembered about iambic pentameter that it, it that it duplicates the heartbeat and uh-huh. that's why people are so comfortable with. it. Would you that's, share that story? That is one theory. Uh, yeah, well, because, theories are good here. This <laughs> yeah. is a, this is Mississippi <laughs> Arts Hour. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: well, that's one theory that I've heard is that you know the iambic rhythm, which is bum 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 bum. Uh, follows the heartbeat or some might say the rhythm of breathing or it's you know it's it's an organic rhythm it's a rhythm that's that's in us anyway so it's sort of our language tends to fall into that pattern naturally.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought um, that was a good point. Yeah. I think most of the fifth graders agree. I with think you. it helps them understand <laughs> it yeah. <laughs> All right we're going to take uh, another little break here. Uh, John Howell will be back in the third and final segment here. Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. This is Malcolm White, your host today. This is our third and final segment of today's show. We hope that you are enjoying your Sunday afternoon. Whether you're in Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, or Louisiana, we reach far and wide. Uh, My guest today is John Howell. Welcome back, John. Thank you. John is a Jackson-based teacher at Casey Elementary School, as well as an actor, often seen uh, at both New Stage Theater and at the Fondren Theater Workshop performances, which he and his wife have created mm-hmm. and manage and organize and produce and direct. And Not all by ourselves. There are other people. <laughs> so you have a, an affiliation. Of oh, fun. yes. Yes. It's a big group. Yeah. So, but I was wondering uh, about, you say you... You move this around a lot. You don't have we a did. home. It's We'd... it's a theater without walls. Right, theater? gypsy theater, gypsy theater. Uh-huh. So, what's the strangest and most peculiar place you ever produced a play? That's a good question. Um, well, like
1: I say, we've been all over Fondren in every venue we could find. We were in the old coffee house, which used to be called the Artery. We've done several shows at the Cedars. Uh, we've done shows at churches. We've done um, a couple of shows at the Pix Capri. Once in the lobby. Uh, a couple of times in the uh, the main area where we did Rocky Horror show a few times, um, I think though probably the most unusual was an old uh, Radio Shack. Uh, after they had moved out uh, and it was it was going to be torn down, and this was right uh, on the corner of uh, Meadowbrook and State Street. I remember it. I used yeah. to shop there. Yes. <laughs> well, we used that as the uh, venue for a show called The Mystery of Irma Vep, and. Uh, uh, our our great friend and uh, f- frequent collaborator and uh, FDW member uh, Richard Lawrence uh, was one of the actors in that, and uh, it's a it's a two person show. Um, he and uh, Corey Drake were the were the two stars. It's a it's one of those quick change shows, kind of like um, uh, Greater Tuna, where, mm-hmm. where the two right. the two guys play all the characters, uh, including women. And
0: so uh, I was in a, whim, a womenless a womanless beauty review when I was in college. <laughs> and I dressed yeah. in drag. And I won first place. Well, congratulations. And it, was, it was primarily from my talent, because I played piano and improvised, and uh, it really went over well. well.
1: That's good. That's that's sort of what they're emphasizing in the new Miss America rules now, that it's more about talent right. than And it than certainly looks.
0: was when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, you when I was involved.
1: Though I had a nice <laughs> yeah. dress. I'm sure I, you I will, did. we will admit. <laughs> but anyway, I think that was the most unusual um Uh, place for a show, but we have, we have been all over the place. I mean, warehouses, uh, restaurants, you know, just all kinds of places. Uh,
0: What does your July, August uh, calendar look like? Anything
1: to report? We do have a show coming up in, um, and we haven't set dates for it yet, but it'll be in the fall. um, Late September or early October, Diana's going to uh, she she would know more about the exact time of this because she's going to direct a show called The Man from Earth, and we're doing it at the Cedars. Mm-hmm. And um, so looking forward to that. That's a, a play by Jerome Bixby, who's a science fiction writer. He wrote a very famous Twilight Zone episode, and this is the last thing that he ever wrote. Oh. And it's an interesting play. Um, We're also sponsoring uh, Juniper Wallace, uh, a drama teacher. I know Juniper. That you you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's involved in whole schools. She is involved in whole schools and in rewriting the drama curriculum uh, for the uh, State Department um, and does a lot of shows at New Stage. But Juniper is going to direct a a show um, with two high school kids that we will take to MTA and and enter in the community theater
0: uh, competition. Do you know where it is this year? They move it around. They do move it I've around. Been to it in where a few is places. it going to be? I'm That's sorry, okay. I don't. That's all right. I don't think anybody's got their calendar out, you yeah. know, ready to book it. So, uh, even though this show is will not be aired until sometime in July, and if you're listening to it, it is sometime in July. Uh, we're speaking. John and I are speaking uh, in very early June, and we're both about to leave uh, early next week for a week. Uh, We go off to camp Uh uh, to the Whole School Summer Institute, a a, a program organized by the Mississippi Arts Commission, and it is one of the teacher training sessions. This is the largest teacher training session of the Whole School's uh, collaboration with schools. We now have some 30 schools who participate in the Whole School's initiative, and they're all across the state, uh, and they're mostly elementary, though we have a couple of middle schools, um, and and these teachers will convene. We're going to be gathering up in Gulfport at the JD campus of uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College for five or six days, and. Uh, We'll have sessions and speakers and art and music and we'll dance and we'll meditate and we'll do yoga and we will sing and uh, there'll be cooking demonstrations. Robert St. John will be cooking food and Wyatt Waters will be there and lots of other creatives. But, John, you, you've often uh, presented at Whole School Summer Institute, so I was just wondering if you could share a little bit about that experience. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, it is a great Experience it is a great it is the best uh, staff development for teachers in the state in my opinion not that I've been to every kind of staff development but from my experience what you get out of whole schools is more than you can uh, expect to get from from most training of this sort because it is a, a lot of fun as well as being enlightening and practical mm-hmm. and um, so there's all kinds of different events as you say. Uh, Covering the gamut of all the arts disciplines, and my specialty is theater. So I've taught a couple of um, sessions on uh, how to use theater in the classroom. This is for classroom teachers, not right. you know uh, art specialists, right, not art specialists. So um, I just have a, a, a certain repertoire of of ideas that I've shared with teachers of things that you can do uh, just during the you know course of the school year that connect academics and and theater
0: arts. And you presented at the Winter Institute because I was there, we were at Saltello right. Elementary School oh, I and I you did. were on the stage in the in the auditorium there and you presented a uh, some sort of yeah. uh
1: that was an exercise on um, exercise. uh yeah. character um, tableau which is not original to me. I took it from another class that mm-hmm. I had so you know everybody steals ideas from each other and uh, and then makes it their own and makes little uh, adaptations to it. Mm-hmm. But that's all that was, yeah. Just character development. Uh. Right. Well, it, it, it's a way for you to, your, your students can explore any character, not only in literature, but any person in history, any person that they've ever learned about, and and turn it into a tableau, which is a picture they make with their bodies. And they, right. They make certain it's, poses. You sort of freeze. Mm-hmm. You, you freeze in certain poses to represent different aspects of the character's journey, like what is their initial objective, what's their desire, uh, what is the obstacle to that, what is it that they do to get past that obstacle, and what's the final outcome? And so you create poses to represent all these things, and it helps you have a better understanding of that, that person's journey, mm-hmm. whether they're fictional or real.
0: And speaking of journeys, uh, we'll fall back uh, and talk a little bit about Casey Elementary. Now, when you arrived there, was the whole school's uh, program already in place?
1: No. When I came, uh, now, I was hired to be the arts facilitator in 1997. Mm-hmm. So that was a position created specifically for Casey by the uh, by JPS because parents requested it. And the parents at the time were very interested in having uh, arts integration. They were already talking about arts integration right. uh, in the school, and they wanted somebody to just sort of be the director of that. Um, so... Their initial model was Beechwood Elementary in Vicksburg, yep. where uh, Jan, Jan, Ferris. Jan Ferris was. And so we were kind of trying to imitate what they were doing or get some ideas from them. And then Jan came to the Arts Commission and started up whole schools in 1999. And like yep. I said, I went to the very first whole schools uh, institute in, at, at Millsaps. Millsaps College. Exactly.
0: Uh-huh. And it's traveled the state. It has. We started at Millsaps. We went to Delta
1: State. Delta State, then Southern, Southern then Ole Miss, Ole Miss, then the Riley Center, and now Mississippi
0: State Gulf Coast. Now in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. right? So maybe next time we move, we'll come back to Jackson. That'd be convenient. Be fine with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any big projects you're working on outside of what we've discussed? Anything going on in your world that you want to share? Uh, I can't think listeners. of anything
1: big going on at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm always trying to think of things. I do like to write in my spare time, and I wish I uh, did more of it and uh, had more success with it, and I hope to do that more.
0: What what kind of writing do you like to do? Well,
1: I... I I've worked on a novel off and on for mm-hmm. for many years. And, so have and I. Tried to get it. Oh, well, I hope you're farther along than I, than I am. Well, I've at least finished it a couple of times, uh, <laughs> but uh, no luck on publishing. So,
0: hey, have you sent it about? Uh-huh, I have a few times. How many rejection letters have you gotten oh, on this piece? only
1: well, only four or five. But again, I I don't know you know a lot about where to send it and uh-huh. you know how to you know. So I send it to what I think is the the best possible place, and then.
0: Do you, you want to share with us what the story <laughs> well, is? It, well, d- it's, just a basic outline.
1: It's science fiction. When oh, I was growing fiction. up, when I was okay. a kid, that's what I wanted. That's That was my ambition. I wanted to be Edgar Rice Burroughs. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with him, he wrote all the Tarzan stories and the John well, Carter yeah, Mars of stories. So that's what I wanted to be, and I, I've just sort of always clung to that idea of wanting to, to write that great uh, 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 outer space adventure. And, well, what's uh, your what's your favorite movie of of that uh, genre. Well, my favorite science fiction movie is 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm. That's probably my favorite film of all. I'm a big movie buff as well. Wasn't it
0: remade a time or? It was there was a sequel, sequel, but not but a, not a remake. Yeah. <laughs> it just celebrated the f- some big anniversary. 50th? It's 50th anniversary, that's right. Uh-huh. 1968. And, right. And it was uh groundbreaking in a number of ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the filmmaking was one, uh huh um, special effects, special effects.
1: So realistic and, and and just an an odd sort of non narrative story that doesn't really tell you, you know, everything that's happening. It, it right. leaves a lot to. to was that where Hal where. was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the
0: the, the rogue, uh, the rogue computer. computer. Yeah. Just, I remember him, of course, because he had my brother's name. Oh yeah! But also, I just thought he was a fabulous character. He is,
1: yeah. What he is. Uh, He's a when become?
0: Character.
1: Hal? did he have a know. life after? For all, for all we know, scientists
0: are creating it right now. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: internet baby. He could Hal. be running
0: some giant corporation somewhere. <laughs> right. Who knows? Uh, so, so no playwriting. No. Uh, no, I have written plays, yeah.
1: uh, uh, and like I said, screenplays, and I tried different things, and I. Still do from time to time. So,
0: have you produced any of the pieces well, that you've written with
1: Fondren Theater Workshop? We've done a couple of the of uh-huh. the, the, the uh, projects. I, we started off with a, an adaptation of uh, Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass that I wrote, and it was a musical. So I Luce wrote Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass, Alice Through the through Looking Glass, uh-huh. so, and I wrote the music for it, which is really uh-huh. strange because, as I said, I'm the least musical member of my family. So,
0: but you did write but, the music. But I, for did, this. I
1: did. I did. that's sort of. Uh, now, <laughs>
0: didn't you once? Win the the Eudora Welty playwright. Well, I thinks, didn't win it, but I but were... I
1: entered it uh, with a play called Interrupted Journey. Okay, which yeah. is about a, a UFO uh, sighting, a famous incident with Betty and Barney Hill, who were abducted. And uh, where was I the thought, sighting? Always thought it would be a good play. Um, it was, you know, it's oh, this is the historical th- the actual sighting. story. Then you yeah, wrote a a... a a play based on their experience. Oh, yeah. and what, and,
0: and what became of them it.
1: in your version? I stuck to their story I stuck okay. to their words and you know, did just, you present it this? just uh, We we did a play reading of it and we did well We did two play readings of it once with Fondren and once with the Eudora wealthy series at new stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah Well,
1: wow. it's another play I should get back to
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> There were just more time I know just more time so um in terms of Casey, schools out. We're, yes. we're here in the summer. What goes on in a big building like Casey in the summertime? Repairs, and yeah, maintenance? lots of
1: repairs. Uh, especially this year, they're going to, as I understand it, redo the roof of the building. Oh So boy. that's going to be a huge undertaking, and. We'll see if it's finished when we start back in August.
0: Well, you know, I grew up on a junior college, community college campus, and I worked on the maintenance crew when I was in high school and college and then for a few years afterwards. So Uh I always remember – that sort of summer the summertime when the kids the students would leave <laughs> yeah. and the maintenance crew would take over yeah. and we would paint and roof and yeah. redo and fix up and and then here they would come again and, and muck and it all spoil up. everything yes. next summer we would we'd <laughs> be know. right back on it you yeah. know it's a vicious that. cycle <laughs> so isn't isn't there a, a a lot of garden space it that, Casey, that someone has to keep up in, the, some, in the summertime? There uh, is some,
1: but, you know, having people to, to do that is the difficult thing. I mean, uh, we've had a, a teaching garden, mm-hmm. but to to consistently keep that up, you need one or two teachers who are just absolutely dedicated to it. And we do have uh, uh, one I know for sure who's very good at uh, uh, um, at. Maintaining the garden, but it's a lot of work.
0: But during the summer, it's just volunteers or or it just sort of goes to seed and and you start over over. when the kids get back? I think so. John Howell, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. And I'll be seeing you uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the Mississippi Gulf Coast Great. for the whole School Summer Institute. Thank you for the work you do, uh, Thank you. not only at the Finder and Theater Workshop, but New Stage and, of course, at Casey Elementary. That about does it for today's Arts Hour. Uh, we're here every Sunday at 5 o'clock. Uh, love to have you join us. We are the Mississippi Arts Commission on MPB Think Radio. Until next week, it's Malcolm White saying so long.